Welcome to Ag Annex Talks, a podcast brought to you by the agriculture brands of Annex Business Media. Join the teams behind Top Crop Manager, Potatoes in Canada, Fruit and Vegetable, Manure Manager, and Canadian Poultry Magazines for compelling conversations with some of the most important voices in Canadian agriculture. Welcome to another new episode of Ag Annex Talks. I'm your host, Agriculture Editor Bree Rohde. Today we're continuing our season-long focus on future-proof farming with an episode all about digesters. Sustainability is a major focus both in and beyond the agriculture industry. Producers are under constant scrutiny to reduce emissions and create a more eco-friendly operation. Now, there's actually a solution out there. One that not only upcycles manure and other waste, but also generates ROI by creating renewable natural gas, which can help their own farms run or be sold back to local utilities. That solution, of course, is a digester. But one of the struggles with digesters is despite their proven ROI, the I is significant. Most farmers want to know how quickly the project can pay for itself before embarking on such a massive undertaking. To discuss the ins and outs of digesters, we spoke with Jennifer Green, Executive Director at the Canadian Biogas Association. I would say the one biggest obstacle with these types of systems is the very high capital investment that is required. The Canadian Biogas Association has been uh, you know, working quite closely to, uh, to understand and, and help develop opportunities to provide support. We know that that has had success given the uptick in the um, development that we've seen over the last decade. We also spoke with Nick Elger, Program Manager at the Environmental Protection Agency's AgStar program, for an American perspective. We've seen across the country where nutrients are making their way off of farm fields and into watersheds and having an impact on local water quality. And this is an, an issue that's really important for communities and they care a lot about. And digesters are a great solution to help manage nutrients and can be a solution to the, some of those water quality impacts from livestock operations. Let's hear a little bit more about what they have to say, starting with Jennifer Green. Well, welcome everyone. I'm here with Jennifer Green and she is the Executive Director of the Canadian Biogas Association. Jennifer, thank you for being with us today. Thanks so much, Bree. It's great to be here. Wonderful. Well, we'll, we'll jump right into it. Uh, what is the state of digesters in Canada? Um, what's the approximate number of farms making use of them in our country? Sure. Um, I would say that the opportunity and current experience with biogas in Canada has been incrementally growing over the last decade. Uh, we have uh, over in the agricultural context, 60 operating anaerobic digestion facilities that are co-located on farms, specifically with dairies, beef operations, hog operations, as well as greenhouses. So there has been um, a, a lot of interest uh, in, the, uh, in the biogas world, and we're also seeing a lot of these installations across all regions in Canada. So there has been uh, uptake uh, quite significantly in Ontario, Quebec, British Columbia, Alberta, and a number of of, uh, of other regions as well, but we're definitely seeing um, that this opportunity for the farming community is increasing. That's great. Uh, and um, with, uh, with the incremental increase, can you tell us a little bit about uh, more about the uptick, especially in what's, what's driving uh, the, uh, what's driving the uptick? 
Yeah, I would say that the agricultural biogas opportunity is really twofold in that you can take a look at the both the environmental and the business advantages that can come with the uh, integrating biogas on your farm. And so really this is being spurred, as I said, in these kind of two veins. Um, and when we look at what happens when a biogas facility works on the farm, you're very much getting this full kind of circular opportunity of using inputs for a, a, a co-located system like the anaerobic digestion facility. So in a livestock setting where your uh, animal manure gets uh, repurposed and moved into the anaerobic digester as a feedstock, the anaerobic digester, like an animal's stomach, is digesting or degrading the material and creating biogas as well as digestate, that biogas gets used as a renewable energy form, that digestate then gets repurposed as a nutrient rich end product called digestate. And that material then goes back out onto the farmland to be um, repurposed as a uh, soil amendment that then grows the crops that then feeds the animals that then produces the manure. So we have a very, um, a very beautiful circular opportunity in terms of creating uh, sustainable practices on the farm. Um, as well, I would say in that capture of methane, uh, we're doing a lot of good for the environment in terms of being able to reduce the greenhouse gas emissions that come from manure systems that again, mitigate the impacts for climate change. As I mentioned, that renewable energy component can come in many forms in the form of renewable electricity, renewable uh, heat, um, renewable uh, opportunities in terms of renewable natural gas or use as vehicle fuel. And while some of these opportunities are a little bit more um, uh, futuristic in terms of the farming application, uh, we know that that ability to interconnect and to work with infrastructure like the electrical systems or the natural gas pipeline systems is there. Um, I mentioned as well the, the opportunities economically, and I think um, as we look at the agricultural sector and the, the uh, importance for diversification, we're seeing opportunities for revenue generation that are very unlike the normal uh, farm um, income, but that are very complementary and again, very integrated in terms of the overall business uh, portfolio for the biogas systems. So. The opportunity is really quite vast in terms of how these systems can co-locate and coexist and complement one another, um, both from the environmental perspective as well as the business perspective. That's great. And it sounds like there are some very obvious benefits. Uh, so now what is the situation with regards to affordability or accessibility? And are there um, any programs out there to help landowners uh, afford or access digesters? It's a really great question. And I would say that the um, there is, uh, I would say the one biggest obstacle with these types of systems is the very high capital investment that is required uh, in terms of the, of, of the technology and in terms of integrating them into uh, the practice. Now, it depends, of course, on the size and scale of the, of the um, installation, the biogas installation that you're looking at, um, but that, that price tag is not insignificant. And so uh, the Canadian Biogas Association has been, uh, you know, 
know, working quite closely to uh, to understand and, and help develop opportunities to provide support um, in in you know being able to to navigate programs and policies within various uh, veins within the government. Um, we know that that has had success given the uptick in the um, development that we've seen over the last decade, and so where there were programs present we saw interest within the agricultural community and we saw um, actual projects get built and operating. Um, now that we currently have, um, you know, we haven't seen uh, direct programs being off offered uh, to farmers at this stage in the game for uh, biogas and renewable natural gas facilities. Um, but I, I really feel that that is something that will uh, be hugely important in going into the future as we see the opportunities for, for these facilities to translate into real carbon emissions um, from the agricultural sector. So I think there's great value that can be um, can be gathered here by way of those supports. Um, and right now, I think as we uh, have endeavored to uh, try to inform and educate more farmers about the biogas opportunity through our farming biogas campaign, uh, that interest is only continuing to grow. And so I really do see that the opportunity for the two to come together um, to, uh, to be fairly close around the corner. I would say the financing piece is something that one should not um, should not miss. You obviously have to do your homework and you have to be able to understand what's the right fit for your farm. Great. And I'm so glad that you mentioned the farming biogas campaign because I know that the Canadian Biogas Association has been working on or has debuted this really amazing tool, farmingbiogas.ca. So can you tell us a little bit about the campaign overall and then uh, maybe a bit more about the online tool and the purpose it serves? Absolutely. So the Canadian Biogas Association launched the Farming Biogas Campaign in um, January of 2021. And its intention was really to be able to help inform and educate farmers about the biogas opportunity. And so by way of the uh, website that you just identified, farmingbiogas.ca, uh, this is really a hub of information where people can go and learn a little bit more. There's frequently asked questions. We have uh, fact sheets that outline the benefits uh, that I have just described. We have uh, podcasts that have been aired as well through Real Agriculture um, that have uh, spe specific interviews uh, with three farmers who have have biogas operations existing on their facilities um, to tell you about their real life experiences. Uh, I know that farmers gain a lot from a farmer to farmer interaction. And so through these podcasts, uh, there's a lot of great information conveyed in terms of, uh, you know, their motivations and what they've done and how they've uh, been able to overcome some of the, um, the varying obstacles that have been part of their development cycle. The podcasts are, are unique in that they can um, convey this information to you, but also through the website, we have uh, a list of vendors that we know are active in the Canadian market uh, that can provide you additional information and answers to your questions. Guaranteed, once you start asking these questions, there will be hundreds more that will follow. And so the opportunity to take this deeper into conversations with those that are very uh, experienced in the market um, through the various vendors uh, is, is really important. So there's contacts there and there are opportunities for you to 
uh, to really learn uh, a little bit more about how this might be a good fit for your farm. I think that the acknowledgements and support that have been provided through um, BC Ministry of Agriculture and the um, Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada support that we've been uh, funded for this project. Uh, I would like to acknowledge them and thank them for their contributions along with Fortis BC. I think that it's really um, a very good testament of how the industry has come together to provide um, a very consolidated um, package of material that can help to advance the uh, understanding and learning of uh, about biogas systems in Canada. That's great. And uh, now before we let you go, is there anything else you wanted to add just about uh, biogas digesters or anything you really think our listeners should know? Thanks so much for asking the question. I think I've really touched on a lot of important um, parts of how systems can interact with uh, farm operations, but really I've only scratched the surface. And I do feel that there is there's so much more deeper beyond what ex is experienced um, uh, at the farm level. And I think you can um, grasp that when you speak with any um, farmer that has uh, entrepreneured into this area, innovated into this area, uh, they will uh, hands down share with you their experiences. And, and while there is always obstacles, I think that the, the positives have definitely outweighed the negatives. And I know that the um, opportunities for sustainability and the opportunities for growth into the future for the ag sector uh, is going to involve a number of different um, vehicles. And I do think biogas is one of those that has proven its opportunity today that has installations that are operating today and um, can be, uh, you know, really a hundred times more uh, in its opportunity across the country. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Jennifer. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks so much, Brie, for the opportunity. So Canadian producers of all stripes can benefit from digesters and there are pathways to installing digesters. But what about those south of the border? We're about to hear from Nick Elger with EPA AgStar. Welcome back, everyone. And right now we're joined by Nick Elger. He's a program manager for the EPA AgStar at the Environmental Protection Agency. Nick, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Bree, for having me. Alrighty. Well, so we're going to get right to it. Uh, we're talking about digesters. What kind of on-farm digesters are there and um, what amount of money might uh, one expect to invest in them? Thanks. Yeah, there's several different kind of digesters that are on farms in the U.S. and around the world, and each is really unique in its design, size, and, and shape. And really, typically, digester to, digesters are designed to meet the needs of the farm. And what's really key to consider is the way in which the manure and waste is managed on the farm. <clears throat> and so there's different types of systems. There's covered lagoon systems, complete mix, plug flow, induced blanket, fixed film, batch systems, high solids AD, and a variation and hybrids of, of each of those. But really how you choose a digester for your farm is really based on um, how the manure is managed and really how much total solids content is in the waste. Another way of to describe total solid content is how wet is the waste? How much moisture is in it? Hmm. And so, for example, some systems are better designed to, to meet different kinds of waste. So if your wet, if your waste on your farm is a slurry or it's a wet waste, 
then and that's probably better for a covered lagoon or a complete mix system. If it's a little bit drier, you know, more solids content, then it's probably better suited for a plug flow or a high solids type of digester. And on the AgStar, EPA AgStar website, there's a, we have a ton of resources, including our project development handbook, which dives into a lot of the considerations that you need to look at when designing your type of digester and all of the other aspects that go into implementing a successful system. So I'd encourage folks to check out EPA AgStar's website to learn a little bit more about that. And to your second question about price, that one's a little bit harder to answer because price varies so much depending on each farm's unique situation. And so it's an important question when we get quite a lot at AgStar. And there are a lot of components that go into answering how much a digester costs. There's not only the cost of the digester, there's considerations, like I talked about how the manure or waste is managed on the farm, how the energy that the, bio, that the digester produces will be used, whether it's electricity, heat, renewable natural gas, or a combination of all of those, gas cleanup, cleaning up the gas so it can be used, uh, manage, managing the digestate on the back end, how you're going to utilize the solids for bedding or for nutrients, um, connecting to the electricity or renewable natural gas grid, and any construction or adaptations that need to happen to your farm to build the digester in the system. All of those costs can are variables that go into the system and to put a price tag on is a little difficult, but from what we've seen on the low end is probably anywhere from two to $4 million for a system mm -hmm. and can be all the way up to 25, 30, 50, up to a hundred million dollars. We've seen some systems. And what's really important is while that might be a, a big price tag and um, a lot of capital to put up front, what, what I think is maybe more important is to consider the payback for the type of system. How much revenue will your system generate and how quickly it will take to pay back the cost of the system? And depending on how the energy is used and those the other savings from the nutrients and bedding and tipping fees, we've seen some systems have a payback of sometimes less than five years, sometimes even less than four years. So while it might be a high price tag up front, um, the payback can occur quickly and in many cases can be a, a good investment, especially with uh, government incentives and, and other uh, market incentives available. Yeah, sounds like it. And, and obviously, when making a big investment like this, uh, you know, landowners have to weigh the pros and cons. So what are some of the other benefits um, to the different kinds of digesters? Yeah, again, each system is designed in a, in a different way and has different biogas production efficiencies. Each of the systems manage different manures, which can make it you know, those are benefits to consider. Operational considerations, some digesters like have less moving parts and are easy, easier to operate and may uh, take a little bit less investment on the operation side. Uh, another consideration is parts and maintenance, depending on where the company is based and what your arrangement is with the company, um, maybe easier and to work with them if they're uh, have an office close by or are available to answer questions and perhaps even more useful than 
the benefits of the type of system is the arrangement that one might have with a developer. And what I'm getting to is we're seeing cost sharing models where the investor and the developer will put a significant amount of capital up front for the system. The farmer will also provide some capital up front. Um, and the developer will take on the operations and the management of relationships with the utilities for energy and for bringing in offsite food waste. And those types of third party kind of owned and operated type of business models can really help share both the risks and rewards of the project, can take the ease, take the, the burden off of the, the farmer to manage all that and really sharing the risks and rewards is a, is a good opportunity. And that's a business model that we're seeing really take off more so in the US. Awesome. And now besides just the economic benefits, um, what are some of the ways that um, having a digester or a digester program can help farmers and landowners, producers engage with community in different groups, whether it's digesting food waste or working with conservation groups? What are some of the ways that it can, I guess, strengthen that community? Yeah. You know, digesters, when they're designed and operated effectively, can be an excellent opportunity for farmers and producers to engage with the community. You know, just to start off, farmers are stewards of the land. They really care about managing the land and about their legacy and passing along a good, healthy land to future generations. And we've seen a number of farms demonstrate sustainability and stewardship of the land and bringing, whether it's hosting farm tours and bringing folks in to visit and showcase their digester and their farm operations. I think it's a, a great opportunity and one I would encourage farmers and producers to, to do is open up their doors and bring folks in to their operations to see how their digester and their operations are operating and operating sustainably. And I think that's a great way to bring folks closer to understand how their food is produced. And a number of other benefits from digesters that can really help and engage the community like you mentioned, bringing in offsite food waste that otherwise would have gone to a landfill. We can generate clean energy and can recycle the nutrients and return those nutrients to the soil. There's, speaking of soil, the soil quality benefits, the digestate can be used as a crop fertilizer, a soil amendment, can help improve soil health. <clears throat> We've seen some communities take that digestate and use it in city parks for flowers or in home gardening, some companies are selling the digestate for folks to use in some of their home gardening. And then the water quality benefits of an anaerobic digester are really important. We've seen across the country where nutrients are making their way off of farm fields and into watersheds and having an impact on local water quality. And this is an, an issue that's really important for communities and they care a lot about. And digesters are a great solution to help manage nutrients and can be a solution to the, some of those water quality impacts from livestock operations. Wow, there's so much more than I realized. Um, so this is where I know you'll have some uh, fantastic answers for us. What kind of programs are available to help make digesters either more affordable or more accessible to landowners? Yes, there's a number of great incentives and here at EPA, we work really closely with the U.S. Department of Agriculture, and they have a number of programs and incentives available for 
projects. One, two that I want to point out are the Rural Energy for America, the REAP program. They provide grants up to $500,000 for digesters and loans up to $25 million. The environment, another program, the Environmental Quality Incentives Program, EQIP, they provide grants up to $600,000 and other technical assistance for environmental improvement projects. So both of those are available through USDA and encourage folks to access those if they're interested in developing a system. There's also a number of resources out there that can help connect people with in state incentives and local incentives. There's the database of state incentives for renewables and efficiency. It's a website that basically helps connect folks with some of those local and state incentives. This past year, there was the past two years, actually, there was tax incentives that Congress passed. So if your project was developed either during 2019 or 2020, there was Section 45 production tax credits for biogas projects. And those tax credits help bring biogas onto an even playing field with other renewables and fossil fuels. And however, those tax credits have expired at the end of 2020, I'm hopeful that new legislation can help address this. And another incentive that a lot of biogas projects are taking advantage of across the U.S. right now is the California's low carbon fuel standard and the, the, the um, renewable fuel standard, the national renewable fuel standard. Those are both federal and state programs for renewable fuels that if your biogas project produces gas that is used for vehicle fuel, you can get a credit on top of the price of the gas. And that is a, a really great incentive for developing additional projects to be used for clean transportation fuel. And it's really helping to grow the industry. Wow, that all sounds amazing. Nick, before we let you go, is there anything else that you wanted to add? No, just please visit the EPA AgStars website. A ton of great resources, tools, information, all about the, the basics of how biogas is produced to get into the nitty gritty of developing a project. And here at EPA Agstar, we're here to help answer any questions you have. So please reach out through the, through the website. Anyway, we're, ha we're happy to help any way we can. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Nick Elger. Thank you. Thank you so much to Nick as well as Jennifer for their contributions on this important topic. We'll be back in two weeks as we cap off our season-long focus on future-proof farming. We'll be discussing the evolution of precision ag tech, drones, and data in the fields. I've been your host, Bree Rohde. Take it easy.